right. Hey, good morning, everybody. If you're hanging out in the lobby, time to head on in. We're going to get the service started here. My name is Grant, one of the pastors here at the church. And my name is Michelle. And we are going to get the service started for you. So we're glad to see you all here this morning. Thank you for coming. And this is your first time here. A very special welcome to you. Um, we'd love to get to know you better. And you can help us by giving a shout online at hello at cedarvalley.ca. And you can comment online if you're joining us online this morning. And here on campus, you can find someone in the lobby wearing a lanyard. They'd be happy to help you. Yeah, we want to make sure we don't miss anybody. And actually, Michelle, somebody reminded me this morning that <laughs> this weekend is the exact two-year anniversary of the first time we ever went online. And I almost wonder if there's anybody who's joined faithfully for all, what would that be, 5,204 services online we've had straight. Comment online, you know, if you did that, that's great. We'll give you a, a trophy. We don't have any trophies, that's fine. But uh, this is just an encouragement to uh, follow us on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or you can head to our website and sign up for our email newsletter we send out weekly. Just a good way to kind of get updates of things happening around the church, different events, devotional posts, community events that are happening, a uh, way to stay connected throughout the week. Yeah, so um, again, like if you've been catching any of our um, posts online or services online, we appreciate that as well. And your giving. Um, over the past two years, we we're so deeply blessed by how the giving has um, stayed steady, and we just can't thank you enough for that. It's so thankful that you're supporting the ongoing work and ministry of Cedar Valley. Um, time, prayers, financially, it's all very much appreciated. Thank you. Totally, yeah, and generosity is a core value of who we are as a church, and it, it shows the way we're able to continue ministering dynamically throughout these past couple of years. We're going to be talking about that very thing today. We're going to be talking about our future budget and the ways we want to just continue to reach the city of mission with the gospel, so it's awesome, and it's because of your active involvement in that way especially, so thank you for all that. Yeah, and so if you prepared, to, or if you come this morning prepared to give, again, we appreciate it. You can do it online, or if you're here on campus, there are some tables set up at the back where you can drop off your offerings. And we're going to get the service started right away here. Uh, we're going to be led in a time of worship uh, with some music. There will be lyrics, and if you're online, you'll see the lyrics there. And we invite you to join however you feel comfortable, sitting or standing, whatever you like. Yeah, and after that, partway through the service, we are going to be dismissing the kids for a special service designed just for you with worship and prayer and really fun activities. So parents, make sure your kids are signed in. If you're new here, find someone wearing a lanyard just to make sure they should have a name tag. That just means that they're safe, they're checked in, and then we can get them back to you after the service because that's really important. We don't want them hanging around here. Church gets cold, we turn the heat off overnight, so it's not great. But if you're joining us online too, we do have a video we'll be playing as well for you to engage in. And on our YouTube or on our website, uh, we've got just the full extended kids lesson curriculum that you can engage in for those faith conversations at home. And this morning, it's a bit of a special service. Uh, we're actually going to spend most of the time sharing stories of how God has been at work here at Cedar Valley for the past year, sort of not quite as formal as report giving for the AGM, but um, just some really positive things that have been happening around here over the past year and then what to look forward to in the year to come. Yeah, so this morning is our annual general meeting. And it's going to be a great time of just looking at uh, what we have kind of discerned together as a church, what our mission, our vision, our values are as a church community, how we're living that out, how we're carrying the gospel out into this community in mission, and especially this morning is ways that you can be involved in that. 
And there are report booklets that are available at the back, um, highlighting a number of the different ministries and details and opportunities about Cedar Valley that happened this past year. And that will be available online as well. And uh, you are, after the service portion, invited to stay for a pizza lunch uh, mm. that we'll be providing for everybody. Um, on campus only, not online, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no pizza online. Yeah. You can make it yourself. Yeah. And then after that, we'll continue with some of the business portion of our AGM. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So everyone's invited for that. They're really excited. And it's going to be a fun morning. It's going to be a different morning. It's going to be an exciting way to just engage as what we're doing as a church. Michelle, would you start us off with prayer? Yes. Okay, if you could bow with me, please. Dear Lord, we're so thankful that we are here again. We've come through another year of service of you, Lord God, and we're just so deeply thankful for the ways that you've provided for us in, in people and in people's giving. It's just amazing to see, and we just pray that you would be here present with us in this service and through the rest of the meeting time today, and we just want to give all praise and glory to you, Lord God, and we just ask for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome here, everyone. Oh. <laughs> We're live. I just want to invite you to stand with us if you want, sit with us if you can't, or you'd prefer. Sing however loud you want to, but just meditate on these words and uh, praise our, our Lord together. Yeah, I do. Okay, can we start over again? <laughs> Let's start <Thank> over again. <laughs> 
You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord Most High. Your hidden glory in creation now revealed in you, our Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. Jesus. 
other name Jesus the only one who could ever save Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Your heart and lead me in your love. 
regardless. And Lord, I just thank you so much that you take our offering, you take our willing hearts, you take our five loaves of bread and our two fish, and you multiply it, Lord. And it's not because of us, Lord, it's, it's because of you and your great power and who you are, Lord. And I just pray that we would have that mentality as we go into this meeting, as we talk about the future of our church, that, Lord, you would just be with us, you are with us, but that we would just be open to what you are calling us to do, what you want us to use our gifts for, Lord, that you would just humble our hearts, let us come before you, and just give us the offering that we have, that you've gifted us with, that we would just use those things to bring you glory and to further your church, Lord. Think, let, let's thank the worship team for this morning. This and the tech team and the media team, everything going on. Because it, it's three people on stage. There is five people still in the booth. Four right now. It there's camera operators. There's a lot that goes on because we have an audience, well, a congregation that joins us online as well. Actually, this morning there's a couple young, uh, there's some kids running the broadcast stream. It's awesome. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Like this isn't a it's an exciting and amazing way to use gifts that we have. If you're, uh, if you're talented musically or even just have a passion for it and you want to explore it, it's awesome. But it's also, it, it's quite nerve-wracking, right? Like, who likes to get in front of people and sing and then have an old iPad start to crash a little bit and then have, like, something with a mix go weird and you're just exposed. But uh, thank you for that uh, prayer to uh, worship team, just that we're here giving what we have offering to God because we want to celebrate who God is and we want other people to know that God is so amazing to us in our lives. So that's the heart of it. That's so good. So thanks, everyone, for that. It's a good morning. Um, we are just about to, before we get right into the whole thing, we're going to do a kids video. So kids, if you're joining us online, there's going to be a video, a bit of a teaser lesson for the content for this morning. You can get the full lesson on our YouTube page. There's a whole playlist for kids videos. Kids, if you're joining us here in person, time to head back to the corner that way over there. And uh, you're going to meet your teachers. You're going to head downstairs for a super fun morning. And other than that, uh, adults, enjoy the video. Kellen! Hey, everyone! Are those oven mitts? Yeah, and they're stuck with super glue, and I can't get them off. Nail polish remover. No, it's super glue. It won't come off. No, you can use nail polish remover to unstick the glue. I'll be right back. Should we? I'll catch him up. Do you have a Bible story for us today? I sure do. And here to help me tell it are the so-and-so show players. <laughs> Our story today comes from the book of Exodus in the Old Testament and it's about a guy named Moses. Moses was the leader of the Israelites that helped lead them out of Egypt towards the land God promised them. Let my people go! That's the one. While they were traveling through the desert, the Israelites were attacked by one of their enemies, the Amalekites. The Amalekites just attacked us. They did. Find some soldiers and go fight them. I'm going to go stand on top of that hill. 
Yeah. I don't know how much help that's gonna be. I'm going to be holding the walking stick that God gave me. Ooh, that is fancy. Thank you. So Joshua found some soldiers and went to fight the Amalekites. And Moses, he went to the top of the hill with his brother, Aaron, and a guy named Hur. Moses. Hur. Ah, Moses. Let's see how they're doing. Wait! Wait, they're winning again! Now they're losing. Wait. Come on. No. You can do it. Harder. Fight. Moses realized that as long as he held his hands in the air, the Israelites were winning the battle. But every time he lowered his hands, the Amalekites began to win. God is giving us the victory. If I can hold my hands in the air, but my arms are just too tired. Moses, uh, here, uh, sit down. Uh, 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 what? Uh, Why? Yeah, we'll hold your arms up for you. You do that uh, for me? Uh, we can uh, do more together. Uh, 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 we can do this! Yeah! 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 the victory. You helped me hold my arms up in the air and we were victorious. Yeah! I'm fine. Hooray. The end. Give it up for the so-and-so show players. Yeah. Great story, Kellen. Yeah, it was cool that Moses had friends to help him like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Lots of cooperation in that story. Aaron and her, they helped Moses hold his arms up. The three of them helped Joshua and the Israelites. And God, well, he helped all of them win the battle. Awesome. I, I think it's important to find people you work well together with like they did. Absolutely. Sounds like you guys have it from here. I'll see you later. Bye, Kellen. Right. So this is our mission Sunday, we're calling it. And I know I've, I, from day one, like seven years ago when I started here, I was like, oh, mission, you know, we're a church on a mission in the city of Mission and because it has that name because of the Abbey Mission and uh, there's, there's a whole lot that is kind of funny with that. But what we're talking about this morning is not the city we're in, we kind of are, but we're talking about us as a church, as a community, as a congregation of people on a mission for God in this city, as disciples, as a whole community all together. And what that is, is it 
coming out of the words of Jesus in the gospel books, the words right from Jesus called the Great Commission in Matthew uh, chapter 28, uh, where he just says, he, he instructs all his disciples, people following him, says, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all that I have taught you. So all these things that I have taught that you've, you've seen, you've seen me rise from the dead, you've seen me do miracles, you've seen this truth that I brought into your life, go and tell other people about that and inspire them. And so that's it. Simplified, we've simplified it to a tagline. Our mission statement is, like you saw in that video, following Jesus, loving people, and inviting others to do the same. So that's it. That's something that we want every single thing we do here as a church, as Cedar Valley Church, whether we are hanging out playing games with kids, whether we are singing music, uh, whatever it is, if we're eating pizza or renting a bounty castle, everything is guided with that goal in mind. And we want to operate that way all collectively, not just me up front here, not just the worship team or the leadership team that meets, you know, whenever it's all of us all the time and not just on Sundays either all the time. So this morning, we're going to spend some time celebrating and reflecting on stories of how this past year we've been living that out in some different ways, some of the different ministries, some really cool stories about that, some testimony about it. But even bigger, a big part about this morning is a challenge and an encouragement to all of you to be actively and integrally involved in that, in this church community, in carrying out this mission as a church. And this is super, super important. It's a really big deal, and here's why. So... For the past couple months, we have been going through a series on the book of Galatians. It's a letter in the New Testament of the Bible written by a man named Paul. Um, these are the spirit-inspired words of God through this man named Paul. To he, He's writing letters to all the people in churches that he had planted in ancient Mediterranean area. And so especially this specific book, Galatians, as we've been going through it, and if you've been following along, there, there are these churches in ancient Galatia, kind of modern-day Turkey, where they were just getting stuff totally mixed up with this idea of like, okay, yeah, Jesus, really cool story, we love it, but there's also all these old traditions that we love as well and these practices and the way we dress. And Paul comes in saying like, no, you missed the point. It's, it's only Jesus and not the car you drive or the flashy lights you have or the new cool ideas or whatever brands you have. Like none of this extra stuff will get you any closer to God unless the car you drive is a Jeep like mine and the wheels are about to fall off at any point, you'll meet God very soon. Um, but Paul's whole point is saying, like, you're mixing up different ideas in the world and you're trying to balance it with, like, Jesus is good, yeah, plus this, you know, a few, a few spices and some salt and pepper. And he says, no, no, it's only Jesus. So that's the church in Galatia. The same author, Paul, had a few other letters to other churches. And this morning, I actually want to talk about one to the church in Corinth, so Corinthians because they had a different deal going on. Galatians had that whole thing with the different rules. The church in Corinth was an organizational disaster. They were a mess. Like they were, it was big port, urban, like metropolis city, big area, lots of cool stuff. But they were just, everyone thought they were in charge. Everyone thought they, you know, their responsibilities were the most important. Everyone thought like this language is going to be the best thing. I want to do things this way. Uh, these are the different gods I want to include. Like every single person had a voice, was just going at it. And Paul said, like, what is going on? You guys are missing the point of what it means to be a church. So then in the book, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul brings this metaphor to kind of drive home the idea of what's happening and what he wants to see happen for the church. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says this, there is one body, but it has many parts, but all its many parts make up one body. 
See, Paul's starting to say to us, we have this role to play in a faith community like a church, and every single person involved is essential. He goes on to say in verse 21, the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you, because the eye, you know, I can see the hand, what, what good is that in the eye's mind? But can't say, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. And in fact, it's just the opposite. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are actually the ones you can't do without, the ones we think that are less important, we treat with special honor if you think about the human body. The parts that may be seen, uh, may not need special care, are a bit more robust and visible in the eye, but all these parts are essential to the function of the body. Paul's using this imagery to drive home this metaphor, and he keeps going further and further with it. The fact that every person in a community of faith like this is essential and necessary to effectively carry out the mission of the church that Matthew chapter 28 great commission, the go and make disciples and reach people and inspire them and bless them. That's massive. And this is an encouragement to mobilize yourself, to get involved, because every single part is the armpit, the knee pit, the pinky toe, whatever you call it. It's just a metaphor, right? But it's all essential and important. So one other author, uh, not in the Bible, but just a really cool metaphor I thought that was good about organizational structure, uses this imagery of uh, a functional organization being like a battleship. But we are a Mennonite church. We're Anabaptist, pacifist, peacemaker. So a uh, battleship analogy is not going to work for us. But let's go with a sailboat. And not like a small sailboat, but like a big, tall ship, right? Like, like the Blue Nose, like multi-mass, multi, you need the whole uh, crew doing it. So they got people jibbing sail lines and washing the deck to protect it from rot. Uh, you need people preparing food for the crew. You need navigators. Every single role on a boat like that is essential to navigate anywhere in the ocean, right? And this contrasts with there's a different kind of boat out there, very popular, very enticing. Uh, who has been on a cruise ship before? Who's enjoyed that, right? It's great. You sit down, you get fed like crazy. There's buffets. There is like, I, when I was 10, I was on a cruise ship. And I remember like, for me, the memory was a big boat. There was like soft serve ice cream machines, like every single corner of the hallway. Like anything you ever wanted, right? You get to just consume and just sit there. Now, here's the problem, right? Cruise ships, kind of neat aimlessly wandering around the warm waters of the Caribbean. Uh, you've got buffets and bingos and more buffets, and you'd sit on a lounge chair by the pool deck, even though you're surrounded by, by the beautiful ocean. You'll look at this like pool on the deck, burning piles of oil, not really doing a whole lot. And the thing is, nobody's leaving the cruise ship much healthier at the end of that, right? You got some sunburns, probably 18 extra pounds and heartburn. Rested shirts, great. But we are trying to aim for a sailboat as a model for an organization. Because the thing is, like the cruise ship, we even saw this a couple years ago, right? Storms come up, difficulties come up, political stuff, whatever it is, a pandemic, and then you run out of supplies, and what happens on the cruise ship? It's a mess there. It's an absolute disaster. We're aiming for a sailboat because, honestly, as a church, and we'll just be blunt about it, we're in a bit of a triage moment, a bit of a storm, if you will. Because we've gone from three full-time pastors down to one at this point. We're actively searching for a lead pastor. We have a search team going hard on that. Uh, we are, don't have an active office administrator. We have some wonderful people stepping up to volunteer to fill that gap. Over the past couple years, our leadership and executive teams have lost several members. Um, it is a bit of a storm happening right now, but I don't count that as actually necessarily a bad thing. Because if we were just in this comfortable, easy, cruising place... I think that would be absolute evidence that the enemy, the devil, Satan, doesn't care about what we're doing as a church, that we are so ineffective at accomplishing the mission of our church, 
He's just letting us have it, and we're comfortable. In fact, it's the opposite. I'm convinced that because something is happening here that's really cool, that we have this potential in front of us to reach and impact the city of mission, and Satan hates it. So he's attacking us at our leadership team meetings, at our Wednesday night prayer meetings. We're praying regularly for protection, for God to be involved. Um, There's the verse in Ephesians for the armor of God. We need that because you don't put on armor when you think you're going to have an easy time. You put on armor when you think you're going to be attacked. And that's where we're at because we are seeing consistent and amazing opportunities to minister to this city and share God's love in this community of mission. It's happening all the time. So it's really cool. And we want you to be a part of that. To start off, what I do want to do this morning, I think we ought to celebrate the team that pours in every single week uh, to Sunday morning services. Because have you been blessed by gathering here, whether you're online, whether you're on campus here, worshiping, praying, uh, learning about God, praying for each other, spending time? Is that, has this been a blessing? Amen? And this is due to an amazing team of volunteers, often here at 8 a.m., right now, often here every single week, in and out, that pouring in their gifts and talents, and, and they love it because they love you and they love God and they want to keep this going. And it's not just Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings is one area we've had to prioritize some focuses to keep this going well. But throughout the week, too, there's so many amazing things. Tuesday mornings are like Bible study day, like Tuesdays in general. There's a Bible study group that meets here. They've been instrumental in bringing people back into like social comfort uh, as we're kind of starting to exit out of this pandemic, social distancing kind of time. We need to have relationship. These Bible study times, this Tuesday morning one especially has brought people out of it. Tuesday evenings, we have a couple different groups meeting, one studying deep into the Bible, another one, freedom sessions. There are people who are diving in and unpacking hurt and pain and addictions and burdens in their lives. People who have maybe never known Jesus on Tuesday evenings are inviting him into their deepest parts of their life, begging for freedom in that. So that's happening, freedom sessions. We have four different Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous groups that meet here throughout the week, support groups, and a really cool story that I got permission to share because I love this. Kim, a member of our church, leads a women's Alcoholics Anonymous group here. And a few weeks back, she was about to shut it down. There just wasn't the kind of traction that she wanted to see happen so people could support each other well. And like literally the last week when it was about to stop, a whole group of people came in, people, uh, women who wanted deliverance from this, who wanted to move past their, who wanted to seek sobriety and wanted freedom from that addiction. So it's going strong because God is impacting the ministries that people are giving the little they have to serve here in different ways. Even something as cool as the library, we have this whole uh, catalog of books uh, influenced by Christian authors uh, here at the church, and the pandemic kind of killed that whole visit a library, take out a book thing, right? And so then Sonny, Uh, who has a huge passion for literature here, uh, came up with this cart that she brings over every single week to the Cedar Valley Manor, to the old folks' housing, seniors' housing, and just brings books and literature, Christian-inspired literature, into people's lives, and people are encountering a different perspective on the world and on issues. If you're following the theme here, the goal isn't about doing stuff. Like, our goal as a church is not just getting tasks done, in fact, what's actually happening here is there's just amazing, like, engaging in opportunities, building relationships, and seeing God actively at work and being agents of his love in this. It's so cool. And even something as small as a few weeks back, we had a work day. This is literally like changing light bulbs and tidying up a mess around the church. 
that opportunity just brought, uh, it brought the chance for some of us to gather together to meet and uh, actually a, a regular tender part of our church had a conversation with a young man who, that, like a work day, cleaning stuff up, he brought Jesus into his life, accepted Jesus because he just came to hang out and sweep stuff up. So all these amazing things happen when you actually step into actively participating in a community like this church. So I'm going to get out of the way here for a sec because we've got uh, Justin, chair of our elders team. We've got Michelle, chair of our executive team. We've got Chad, who's leading up our search team. They're going to share with you their heart, what they're seeing, the spiritual needs of our church, the organizational movement we're doing as a church, and where we're at for our lead pastor. So I'm going to pass it on here to Justin. Good morning, Cedar Valley. Um, I don't like stands and stuff, so I'm just going to meander on the stage here. Um, I'm just, you have to excuse me, I'm starting starting this a little bit emotional. Thank you, Brad and Jen and Brianna, for just bringing us into a place of worship. Um, thank you for coming. I appreciate each and every one of you, those of you that are online with us today, I, um, I'm just thankful that we can gather here. I, I don't know how else to say it. This is, a, this is a place that brings peacefulness and it just offers a place of worship, reprieve. And um, I'm super thankful for that. I'm going to share a bit of my personal story because I think I think it really relates to uh, the vast majority of our church family here, but our community as well. I, I believe there's a lot of hurt going on that's unspoken. And um, this has been a part of my life. Um, over the last couple of years, I think I've been going through just this process of social, emotional retraction. Gradually being pulled away um, and at the beginning, it seemed like an, an opportunity for reprieve and rest. As, uh, as time continued, I, I think I began to understand that it was turning into a routine. And it was beginning to be too close to what felt comfortable. Um, isolating me from my friends and my community. How long did we spend apart? Almost, uh, what was it, like at least six months before we got to come back um, initially. That was, that was a, at the time it was, it felt okay. But then I realized that there was less time for me to be with my friends, being with you guys, being encouraged by one another, experiencing the challenges that we face less time to be accountable to one another and to offer one another healing, praying with one another. And there was way too much time to question my purpose and my abilities and plenty of time to become embittered about what was being taken from me. I'm an introvert, so... You know, I, I, I gravitate towards solitude, but it's painful when you realize that there's no opportunity to 
recover from that. And I look at someone like Brad, who's like a social intellect. He's just like driven towards being with people. But at the same time, he's suffering the same way. All that is being pulled away from him. So who can relate? I think just about everybody. I know I, uh, I don't speak for everyone, but I, I do believe that this is relatable to most of us. We, re- we retreat into what's comfortable, our shop, our job, anything that gives us an excuse to challenge ourselves. Um, and I started letting that define who I was. It was really dangerous. I, I think about six months I realized that um, it was to the point where I wanted to just leave. I didn't, I didn't want to do it anymore. It was too hard. Um, Alice and I were kind of figuring stuff out at home and we had went through a big transition too, moving on to the farm with my mom and dad and that came with its goods and bads and then I realized that this is the place of home. That this uh, church that we call home, many of us for decades upon decades and some of us for maybe only a few weeks, it's a community. We love each other, we learn together, we build things together and we break things down together. And I know that we have a greater purpose. I know this in my bones. And I think we're being called to that. I love the Galatians series titled Galatians series that Grant has been speaking on, Jesus Christ plus nothing. We need to fix our eyes on him. He gives us purpose. He defines us. He defines me. He inspires me. He inspires us. If you go to our website and you go up in the corner and you click on those four lines or whatever, it gives you a bunch of options and go to the who are we tab. It says the first statement on that, on that page is uh, we exist so that people, so that the people of mission would know, see, and feel our passionate love for Jesus. That is not just who we are, but it's an aspiration. It's who we want to emit to the people that are in our community. This church is a place. You are a people of belonging, unity, generosity, authenticity, scripture, and transformation. And I know that those words all sound familiar because they're on the website too. And we've gone over those words. Those are value statements. That's, those are the words that define us under Christ and Christ alone. <clears throat> we're meant to lean on one another. We're meant to learn new things. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Grant, you've been uh, challenged to preach more than you've ever had to preach consecutively. I am so thankful for that man, his willingness to challenge himself. He's doing an awesome job. (laughs) 
whether it's the people that are helping run Chad, bring in sound, or Alex, he's a rock star. He just uh, keeps coming and joining in, and it's really inspiring. And many other people that just lay in their time because they love this church and they believe that Jesus has great things for us and great things for us to do still. Um, and my kids are the ones running the camera thing back there, so I'm proud of them too. Good for you, boys. I think they've agreed to work together. I just want you to know that we want your help. We need your help. We want you guys to bring people to church, go for coffee with somebody that doesn't, just needs someone to talk to. It was good to see Steve and, and Rick at uh, Starbucks yesterday, so I couldn't join you. Um, maybe you want to start a Bible study. Talk to one of us about it. We want to know about it. Um, help with Kids Church. Emily's downstairs for the first time today. It's a big challenge. It's, it's a huge hurdle to take that on, but it's great. Um, maybe you could be a part of the host team for people that are using our facility. We want to breathe into people that want to use our facility. And uh, thanks for the maintenance guys that are just keeping this place running as well. And we want you to pray for us as a leadership team. We need uh, we need all the pray we can that you can muster and and also discern over people that can join this group as well. I want to share, uh, I think I brought my phone up here. I forgot it. Just want to share one verse, and it's remarkably consistent with our little uh, kids' ministry uh, series today. It was uh, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. And it was Moses speaking to Joshua before he went into the promised land. As a passing of a torch from a man, a generational leader. The irony is that he spent 40 years in the desert preparing Joshua to leave. So, just be reminded that regardless of your age or your generation, you have wisdom to give. And uh, we are so thankful to be going through this process, even though it's hard. We just appreciate your time and, and would love to continue talking to about how you can participate. But thank you again for being here. And uh, yeah, that's my story for this morning. I hope, uh, I hope you understand my heart and our heart as leadership. And I'm going to continue by passing this off to Michelle. Thank you so much, Justin. It's been a real privilege to be a part of the leadership team with um, Justin. And actually, I'm going to make sure you guys know who your leadership team is. There's Justin and as one of the elders, and there's also Pam and Gail. And then myself, I'm Michelle, the executive chair. And Chad is our vice chair. And we also have Cheryl acting as our secretary. So. Um, that is our leadership team at the moment, and we would love to have more um, input and more people join us if you feel led. Um, sometimes when God taps you on the shoulder, you kind of want to 
ignore it. But um, I think those of us that have stepped up to join the leadership team have been really, really blessed by being there. And um, I just wanted to say, I thought of it this morning several times, is I'm just, I'm so very proud of all of you who have sort of stuck this out. It's been sort of a, a rough and, and unsettling two years, and um, we're just so thankful for those of you that are still here, who still want to be a part of this church, even if you're joining us online, even if you're only able to pray but not um, physically be present for whatever reasons, we still appreciate that, and I'm just, I'm very thrilled that each of you are here in whatever capacity. Um, kind of funny that Justin said that he's an introvert, because I am as well, and I find it really hard to reach out to people. It's just not my nature, so um, I apologize if any of you feel like, oh, the executive never talks to me. Like, <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's just I find it hard to reach out to people that way, but um, I'm very happy to talk with any of you like at any point or pray with you, and I think um, any of us on the leadership team would say the same. And any of us, and any of the staff members too, which presently is just Grant, but uh, we're working on that as well. So it's been um, brought up a couple times this morning already. Um, I've put a executive chair report in the AGM report booklet that you're more than welcome to read. I'm not going to go through that. This isn't really a reporting kind of time. Um, but I did want to emphasize that I was also part of the um, transitional team that pretty much met for the full year of 2021 uh, under Pastor Rob, who was here at the time. And that was a really good group as well. And I'm going to name those, and I want to make sure I don't forget anybody here. So um, in my report, I had the transitional team listed as well. So it was myself, uh, Leslie, Paige, Katie, Margaret, Brad, Hank, and Vic. And our thanks to all of those people as well. We had a lot of meetings, a lot of discussion, a lot of prayer. We came up with the new uh, mission, vision, and values that's already been touched on this morning at the front of the other report booklet for today. The mission of following Jesus, loving people, and inviting others to do the same. And the vision that the people of mission would know, see, and feel our passionate love for Jesus. And then the values that Justin mentioned as well, which um, are very important to all of us. And another part of the transitional team was we worked on pastor profiles. So it's just as a way of updating the governance and leadership of our church. Um, we came up with two. Grant is currently our executive pastor, and um, we have a search team looking for a new lead pastor, which is underway now. And Chad will be speaking much more to that. So um, I just want to encourage you that this afternoon, after our pizza lunch, um, we'll be just talking about some new bylaws and governance and some other issues leading into our next year. And um, trust me, there's been a lot of time and effort and prayer put into those as well. So um, we're hoping that you can support us as a leadership team in that. And... Um, it's been really, I've been really blessed as well with the series on Galatians that Pastor Grant has been doing, which is really all about um, looking forward to Jesus, only Jesus, and, you know, don't 
cling to some of the rules of the past. Not that we want to ignore our heritage. We have a fantastic heritage here at Cedar Valley. And um, as a Christian church stretching back 2,000 years, you know, we, we want to move forward. We want to be welcoming to people of our community. Um, we want to not have people just you know, be put off by the word church, which a lot of people are, unfortunately, but we just want to be a welcoming community and that's what we're looking forward to doing. So, yeah, like Justin said, please continue to pray for the leadership and, um, you know, if God taps you on the shoulder for something, you know, don't, don't ignore it. <laughs> we want everyone to be involved. So that's, um, that's, I think that's all I have to say for this morning. I don't want to drag it out too much. Um, you'll hear more from me after lunch as well. So I will pass it over to Chad now, and he will talk about what's happening with our lead pastor search. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Justin. Words. Um, my name is Chad, and I too am an introvert. So, I don't know. All right. So, I'm just going to give a brief update on the um, the pastor, the lead pastor search. I'm uh, heading up that team. Uh, so, it's been two years since Pastor Dan Rempel retired as lead pastor. There's been a lot of changes since. I mean, I can't even believe it's been two years. But if you would have told me it's been two months, I probably would have thought the same thing. So. It's just, uh, yeah, interesting time for sure. Uh, Pastor Rob led the transition team through the revisioning process and along with an updated vision, mission, values and new bylaws governance structure, the team also reimagined the pastoral positions for Cedar Valley. The profiles for two pastoral positions were handed over to the leadership team in late 2021 and from this, Pastor Grant became the successful candidate of the position of executive pastor. The executive pastor's role is focused on maintaining the church's day-to-day -day operations, directing staff member in their tasks, gathering and leading volunteers in their ministry teams. He's basically ensuring that the tasks required of the vision, mission, and values of the church are being completed. The lead pastor position is focused on vision setting, on preaching and teaching, um, uh, preaching and teaching the Word of God, mentoring, coaching, discipling both staff and congregants, um, and pastoral care. We have this profile posted to a number of search, uh, search locations and have called a team to discern the incoming applications with the goal of presenting a candidate to the congregation for consideration and your approval. The members of this team are Paige Elliott, Margaret Dobson, Karen Rempel, Justin Pankratz, Brian Unger, and myself. As well as, a, as well as meeting as a team, we have also scheduled an open invite bi-weekly prayer meeting on Wednesday nights at the church in which we seek God's will and direction. We have been greatly blessed by the pastors who preceded this, this search, and our aim is to find one that continues in this tradition. You can help us by keeping this in your daily prayers. You can participate in our prayer meetings, and you can use your own social circles to spread the word. 
Please find myself or any of the team members, either by phone, email, in person, if you have any contributions, comments, criticisms, or even compliments. We'd be pleased to speak with you, and may God bless us to this end. I am muted. Oh, there we go. We got it. Sweet. Sound guy's now sharing up here, and it's a fun morning. My name is Grant, and I am an extrovert. So that's good. <laughs> and I get lonely, let me tell you. It's, it's solo in, like, around the church. So I will say this. What was unspoken, thank you so much, uh, Justin, Michelle, Chad, that the encouragement to continue, like, like, reach out with encouragement is huge. We feel your support. We know you're a praying church. We feel that because of the presence of the Spirit consistently. A phone call with words is massive too. We love that. And, and you know what? Feedback as well. We love that kind of conversation. Probably the worst is silence at times. We're just like, like, what's going on? We're trying to lead as best we can. So like, get involved in that way is huge. The financial support too of the church has been tremendous. Like in for the last couple of years, which should have been by like any, you take a look at the graphs and the accounting books and it's like, man, this should have been a bad year. Church, you've been a faithful and generous church that we have not had uh, just from the due diligence from our finance team and uh, wisdom from our leadership team and decisions like that. It's been, it's been actually a good coast. Like we've been able to continue doing stuff really well. And just for whatever skill set, honestly, if anyone was to come to me or someone on the leadership team saying like, hey, I, I like, I don't know, polishing cars. I'd be like, I can find a ministry for you, right? If, if you're like, I, I like, I don't know, painting or actually we do need some painters. So that's the thing. But like literally anything active hands-on involvement is critical and necessary right now too. Uh, maybe we'll have like a career fair day where I just like make a list with all the stuff and like here's this job. Uh, they all paid nothing but the rewards in heaven. That's what it is. Uh, but you know what? We're just going to wrap up here for uh, this section of the morning. Stick around. We have pizza coming in in just a moment here. We're going to have pizza lunch. You're invited to stay, hang out, hang out in here, eat some pizza, chat with each other. Uh, outside in the lobby, there are report books. Uh, this one here is like the main report book. So a lot of ministries have submitted some uh, just updates about where they're at, their needs, the ways you can support them as well. Uh, there's some budget proposals and kind of what the rest of our AGM meeting is going to look like this morning. If you like to read businessy data stuff, there's this other booklet here which has the full expanded draft of our proposed bylaws and the expanded budget too. So get into those over this next 45 minutes. Talk to ministry leaders who submitted reports, encourage them, ask them how they can support and be involved. Uh, this is what we're excited for this morning. So just be a family together, eating pizza, chatting, hanging out, praying and worshiping. And then the following part of the meeting, we're going to have a few more specific updates, some businessy things. There's a few votes, and I will just say to the votes, uh, only official members can vote for that, but everyone is invited to participate and join in and, uh, yeah, be part of that. So I'm going to end off with prayer. I'm going to bless the pizza. The kids are back, ready to be picked up after the service, and we'll pick this up around 12 o'clock. So, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for a morning, God, just starting off reflecting on how you've been present here at our church. God, every story that we hear when we see somebody get to know a little bit more about you, how you are, are sufficient, God, that there's so much noise of do this, do that in our world, and yet you are simply all we need to focus on. God, amen. That is an incredible thing. We love that. And there's nothing more amazing than seeing the testimony of somebody coming out of the burdens of the world and into the freedom that you provide for us with your truth, God, your gospel, that you've died for us. You provide us that eternal relationship. 
God, we just pray that you bless the pizza, bless this time that we, as we're just eating and congregating together, God, and communing together. Just, I pray that you bless the continued meeting that we're able to effectively and productively take a look at how we can carry out your mission this next year in the city of mission here, God. So thank you for this morning, and in your name we pray, amen. Oh, one last thing. Is this on? Okay. Um, just while they're getting the lunch set up, I'm going off script here a little bit. Um, I'm going to put um, Val, Brianna, and Jen on the spot. Do you want to start us in the doxology? I think that would be a wonderful thing to do right now. Um, you can just stand up where you are, or if you want to come up, either way. <laughs> 